Guys, great pod last week. Having Joel on was such a great idea. I'm so glad we brainstormed that. We had him on. We need to have more guests in the future, which is what we discussed midweek when we had our uh, little meeting. Uh, by the way, speaking of our fourth, uh, yeah. where is where is Joel? Who who reached out to Joel this for this week's podcast? Uh, was I supposed to do that? Uh, oops. <sighs> this is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. My name is James. I support Arsenal. With me tonight is Brad. He supports Chelsea. And Sean, he supports Tottenham. And like we said last week, we had a great episode. We really, really want to give a shout out to Joel, who supports Newcastle, coming on the podcast with us, loyal listener, and, you know, just talking football with us for for an hour or so and giving us his thoughts on Newcastle and telling us why uh, why Brad is so wrong on so many points. We really, really appreciate you, Joel. Also, an extra shout out to Joel for a big three points today, oh, yeah. which we'll get into a little bit later. For oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. But if you are new here and you're expecting to see Joel, commiserations, he won't be here this week. But maybe in the future, stick around, um, hit that subscribe button, and you might see other faces pop in and out of this podcast on occasion. Maybe every couple of weeks we'll we'll bring a guest on, uh, let them uh, give us their thoughts about the club they support. And uh, in, in a couple of weeks or months or years, yeah. we might have Sasha Kleshin on. Yeah, it's a, something that's been in the works well, uh, possibly. It's it's possibly in the works. Someone someone reached someone reached out to Tim Howard, right? Uh, we're, let's start let's start with Sasha Clash first. Okay, all right, all right. But if you are new here and you're listening, uh, we really really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, uh, leave us a comment, uh, follow us on Twitter, reach out to us on Twitter, do all those things. All of those links uh, are in the socials. But if you're you know watching on YouTube, hit that hit that subscribe button and the bell for notifications. And if you're on one of our audio uh, podcast versions, just definitely hit that subscribe button. Uh, really helps us reach new people and definitely share it with a friend. We would, uh, we would love it if you brought somebody into the red card radio family, that would, uh, make us feel really good about things. And, you know, if you don't do those things, uh, we wouldn't want you to be, I don't know, slightly or mildly inconvenienced. Right, Sean? Yeah. Because if you don't like subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend and possibly your grandma and get them to also drop a notification bell, what <laughs> might happen to you is you might run a factory tour charity auction. Ooh. Okay. At Mercedes and have your biggest rival, Red Bull Christian Horner, win the auction. Oh no, that would be bad. That would be terrible. That would Yeah, that so speaking of which, <laughs> F1 update for the week. There we go. That happened. Uh in the greatest trolling effort in the history of sporting events. According to me, <laughs> okay, good. Christian Christian Horner won the silent charity auction, whatever it was, to get a factory tour of Mercedes where they make their F one. But Sean, vehicles. who's who is Christian Horner? Christian Horner is the team manager. If you're if you're American in the nineteen, I'm going to take it back for you. My camera's over here. I should look this <laughs> way. Uh, I'm going to take it back for you. This would be if. Hendrick Motorsports hosted a factory. This is Terry Labonte, Jeff Gordon. Uh, if they hosted a factory tour. auction, charity auction tour, and Dale Earnhardt and Richard Childress Racing won, and they got to tour Hendrick Motorsports to see what they were doing over there, that would be that would be the American equivalent. Or perhaps, a, perhaps if it was like. Uh... If we put this into footballing terms, yeah. If you had, uh, if Manchester City was auctioning off a visit to the training grounds and a look in on a training session, and uh, Ralph Ragnick and uh, the boys at Manchester United won the auction for Manchester United, yeah. But and so, Ralph yeah. Uh, Bielsa does that anyways. So. Back, back to back to the much important uh, F1 update. Uh, while the things on the track are not quite heating up, we have a month until Drive to Survive drops, and we have about a month and a half until the first race, uh, which I believe is Abu Dhabi. It's Bahrain, uh, I thought. Bahrain, okay. 
Uh, we are going ahead and in about a month and a half. Uh, the first cars were first cars were revealed. Haas revealed yep. the seventh, which was yesterday. Um, and then Red Bull released tomorrow, the ninth. And then it should be tenth, eleventh, twelfth, fourteenth, thirteenth. Uh, on to the seventeenth, I think is the last one announced. Um, and they're all going to be unveiling their twenty twenty two cars. Uh, which so far off to a boring start because well, it's Haas. So uh, hopefully Red Bull wow us. Uh, tomorrow, uh, and it looks pretty cool, and we're all getting excited. However, back to the troll job. Uh, for those concerned for Mercedes, James, me terms and condi- terms and conditions do not allow Christian Horner to actually tour okay. the facilities. Good. Uh, Formula One t- teams and uh, team members are not allowed to enter those. However, Christian Horner, tongue in cheek, said he was going to invite twenty of his closest friends, engineers. Uh, <laughs> But not being allowed through terms and conditions, he is still going to leave his five thousand dollar donation to Mercedes Charity. That's that's very so, that's very all, good. all in fun and all in jest. Uh, of course, very tongue in cheek from Christian Horner. He is British and he is a jokester. So it was all all in fun. Well, my update for F one is uh, Lewis Hamilton's going to come back. So wow, yeah, on. and I saw from from the uh, I guess what. Call a managing operator of the one says that he is supercharged and ready to go for the season. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is, which I find very ironic coming from the guy who runs Formula One, and that's not coming from Toto Wolf, Mercedes team manager. Formula why, One, why, so why, why does Formula One's manager know if Lewis Hamilton's supercharged and ready to go or not? Because they got the uh, they're gonna. Michael's gonna uh, gonna give him some because favorable... he's got the wink, yeah, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially... After last last year's last race, <laughs> I mean, he deserves a little bit more than a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you, if you, they, uh, they were like, they were like, come back for one more year, we'll make sure you get this ship. <laughs> All right. Well, that was much more F one talk than I was expecting. Do you guys want to talk about chess me real too. quick? Uh, no, Ma- there's a Ma- that... Magnus Carlson won the Tata Steel, uh, the the classical chess tournament. Yep, there's yeah. another one going on this week. He uh, he gained, I think, three ELO points to uh, his quest to 2,900. Since we're just hitting all the topics that uh, that uh, yeah, I that I apologize. I, I <laughs> fine. really I I really just had like a couple sentences I wanted to get out there and then just kind of grabbed Tur- legs. Turned into five minutes. So, I love it. It's all good. So, so maybe uh, maybe comments then. Yeah, let's let's do comments. So since we, we have since we have a ton, got quite a few. Uh, Joel, first and foremost, he just was. Very thankful for being on the pod, but he doesn't understand how thankful we are that he was on the pod. Uh, so, Joel, I really appreciate you, man. Um, I think you killed it last week, and I think you gave our listeners a really great insight. Uh, and uh, I think they really appreciated it just based on the comments. So, Joshua Welsh responded. Uh, he said, Hello from Chattanooga, Tennessee. As a longtime listener of the show, I wanted to say, that this was refresh a refreshing episode with the inclusion of Joel into the mix. As an Everton fan, I appreciate gleaning on different aspects of the Prem from a plethora of fans. Joel was knowledgeable and added a much-needed ac- uh, accent for the crew. I'd love to see more of him in the future. Keep him coming. So, Josh, we definitely hey, appreciated it. Comments like those and ones we're about to read, honestly, as a little behind, behind the pod, uh, we weren't sure how this was going to go. Yeah. Being a first yeah. guest, we, we weren't sure if it was going to work right. We were really concerned. We're not even sure uh, we did we, it right. <laughs> no, <laughs> even after the pod. So so read, reading these comments uh, is really helpful. Thank you so much for the, the feedback. And, yeah. and uh, there's, there's a few more, James. Yeah, so Will, Will came in. He said, a great episode, guys. You guys turned what should have been a boring international break episode into a really entertaining one. Joel, great job. It was nice to hear a fresh perspective. Looking forward to you joining again sometime. Maybe to gloat at the end of the season when Newcastle prove the guy's wrong and stay up. Well, you get why do, in, why you do get I keep in. getting lumped into this? Yeah. <laughs> Brad, Brad is bringing us down, Sean. He, the anchor first that's around Sean's all, neck is or Brad's all, neck is just pulling us down. He's I'm just, just hanging on like, nope, we come in, y'all coming with me. He's getting the shit. First of all, in five years, I've got Newcastle in Europe. <laughs> and second of all, 
None of us, I repeat, none of us had Newcastle on the sheets of integrity to get relegated. Yeah, but that's before we knew how dumpster fire they were in the first half of the season. Um, <laughs> the fighting Trippiers are dumpster fires now. Yeah, they're doing well. I think they're going to stay up clearly, but I mean, they've been not good in the first half of the season, but they are much better now. Um, Jimmy came in. He said, Joel, it was awesome to see you on the pod and hear all your takes. I officially declare my support for Newcastle over Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tottenham. So I think for Jimmy, the higher... Oh, so right, I, behind, yeah, I right behind Liverpool. I think it's Liverpool. Wow. Maybe Newcastle, Burnley. I don't know which one comes first, Newcastle or Burnley, because I think two weeks ago you were saying that you're on Team Burnley with uh, Turf War yeah. underscore Sean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we so, got Tottenham and then Burnley over here. Yeah, so I think J- Jimmy is Liverpool... Either Newcastle or Burnley, and then the other one. So I don't. We'll see. Well, Jimmy, yeah. have to tell yeah, us what it is. Jimmy, you just jump and ship every week. What's the team next week? PSG. I don't know. PSG. I don't know. I don't know. Josh. Uh, Josh was an Everton fan. Maybe we, maybe Joshua can convince him to be an Everton fan. <laughs> uh, that would be my favorite. You know, Brad is the new Everton fan on this podcast. We'll get into that. Um, I am. Let's go. He's such a troll. I want Everton. Um, I need Everton to stay up. So Jimmy had some other comments. He said uh, he wanted to give you a shout out. Sean for the uh, the name, the sport, the athlete played. He really appreciated that. He also wanted to let you know he got every single one of those correct. Well, we we uh, to be fair to Joel, we uh, in the pre pod meeting we talked about this. I, I on purpose and unironically picked very obvious to Americans uh, athletes. I I, uh, didn't, I didn't know them all. That's false. Yeah, you well, say them all to most Americans. To most Americans, I I I did not pick obscure. Baseball player, I could have. I, I did not pick obscure ones. Uh, but if Joe were to pull out rugby, cricket, or darts players, I'm going over five. Yeah, unless sure. I get lucky. For sure. Like honestly, I got um, nothing. Even if he started, if he started pulling 40s and 50s footballers, probably not. Probably not getting them. Honestly, to be fair, if you pull 90s footballers, you're probably not getting them either. Uh, it depends on how obscure. It depends on how obscure. I was paying attention around the nineties, and I've watched some stuff. But you go, you start getting back in some decades. You start going 30, 40 years in the past. I'm even if they were Tottenham legends, I'd be, it'd have to. Be, <laughs> you might, I might not be getting them. Yeah, Adam Shearer, right? Adam Shearer, Tottenham legend. Uh, Eddie sharing them. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, thirty years ago was ninety-two. Just so we can all feel old real quick. 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm 31, so that doesn't make me feel that old, Brad. Just saying. I feel old. I'm, I'm the young one on this podcast. I got the two geezers with me. Um, yeah, look at you, baby face. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so Jimmy had another comment, um, and this was about the retroactive penalty conversation we were having that Will brought up. So he said, I don't think you can retroactively give a penalty if the player gets a shot off. This is a tough one, but this is the nature of playing the advantage. If you were to allow this, you essentially have to redefine what advantage is. It's a tough question. I think I say no to this change. Uh, Will did respond. <laughs> he said, if a ref plays advantage in the midfield, but the but the fouled player gets a pass off that doesn't really go anywhere, the ref will still pull playback for the foul. I think the ref should make the same decision in the box. A weak, non-threatening shot after a foul should be called back for a penalty. If the player recovers and gets off a legitimate shot, then let the shot stand. I think he. Yeah, exp- I, can, I think he explained his point much better than I did last week. I, I think I can think of at least two times in in probably the past three years where where Kane has been taken down essentially, but on the way and trying to keep himself up because that's one thing we were talking about last week on the way of trying to keep himself up, kind of on the way down, scissor kick the ball at the goal. Yeah. And, and and I think one of them he ended up scoring and the other one was blocked. But I think to, to Will's point, the one that was blocked probably should have been deemed a penalty if, if there was enough contact. If if Kane was actually fouled, yeah. Then that should have been brought back I mean, for a penalty. I think I could get on board with what Will's talking about. Um Yeah. I mean I agree. I, I don't mind that. I mean, I think he makes a solid point that like in the midfield, if the same thing happens, like you get the foul call. So I don't think I necessarily disagree with that in the box. And I would imagine that's that's probably how the letter of the law is defined in terms of how advantage is meant to be interpreted. Um, but it's interpreted in the box differently than in the midfield, I would guess. Um, Brad, do you? Well, to, to, 
to Joel's point, uh, um, just re- re- real quick, to Joel's point last week of uh, American sports uh, replays to what what the VAR is in the situation I just described, like with Kane, where he kind of scissors it on on the way down. He's falling down and trying to kick the ball at the goal, and it goes out for a goal kick. By the time, with with how quick they are with VAR to the headset, by the time the keeper retrieves the ball and is re- ready to hit his goal kick, they would have already VAR'd down and said, hey, there was a foul there after the sh- or before the shot. Re- go over and review it. Hey, Sean, that's the second kick that you've shown us. Um, when are we going to see how you're going to save a penalty? <laughs> I know that's going to be a comment from Jimmy. <laughs> oh. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna get this penalty situation. Figured. Well, speaking of that, did you guys see that video Zlatan put up today? No. Right. So Zlatan, there, he, there's a punching bag, right? And Zlatan, instead of punching the punching bag, he is holding on to the, the punching bag, but he's holding on with his legs, and he's just doing sit-ups. Like so, he's hanging on the bag, holding it with his legs, leaning back, and just doing sit-ups. This dude is 40 years old and he's just shredded. I think I could do that. Saving any. Shut up, shut up. I think no, I could do that. There's no way. When was the last I don't time? think you could. Hold on. When was the last time you did a sit-up? I'll do a sit-up right now. Okay, yeah, you can do a sit-up, but when was the last time you did like an inclined sit-up? I don't know. Exactly. When was the last time you could hang off of a bag with just your legs? Not like I don't know. I don't know. I've never tried. I feel like you okay. could. I feel like you might be able to do that, but then adding in the 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 sit-up is impossible all right that's the new challenge for the week everyone go to the gym yeah i'll find a punch bag let's let's record i got that get it on twitter um i think getting on the bag is going to be the hardest part i don't i think you you kind of like bear hug it wrap your legs around squeeze in and then you let go with your hands and see if you can even hold yourself that's the real question. There's no way Brad we, can do it brad's fat i need to see this all video for all of you guys i want to see you all fall Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm if if I can find a punching bag, I will. So there's not a punching bag at my gym, but I would definitely try it if there was one. Um, or okay, anyway, um, <laughs> that that's my Zlatan take for the week. Um, will Will came in. Uh, so this is regarding the Knotts County story. Uve, uh, uh, the story, the Knotts County Uve story. So the story he's heard is that they didn't like how faded their pink kits were getting and had their English player use his local contacts to get some shirts from England. Since his local team was Knott's County, they ended up with the black and white stripes and they liked them enough to stick with them. I hadn't heard about the Puma Adidas issue from a couple years back, but the best story was when Juve opened their new stadium in 2011. They invited Knott's County to play in the stadium in the opening game. It ended up being a great event and there were some videos from the time uh, from Knott's County supporters traveling down for the game and having a great time. That's the story Will awesome. is remembering. Awesome. Yeah. So I like the last part of that. Wholesome. That they very, invited nuts. Yeah, yeah. Very wholesome. I do remember that in 2011 when they when they reopened yeah. uh, the UVA Stadium. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. All right. That's what we got. Those were our comments. Uh, again, we really appreciate it, uh, especially like those comments uh, from from Joshua and, and Will and, and Jimmy regarding our uh, our. our uh, our format from last week. We really appreciate that. That helps us. That helps us out a lot. So keep those comments coming, and we will uh, we will chat about them. Uh, so onto uh, onto the the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Uh, we've got some FA Cup games to recap, a few Premier League games to recap, uh, and uh, we're going to look forward to the rest of the midweek slate of Premier League matches that we've got going on right now, and the match week at the weekend. Um, and Brad, you can give us any kind of club for, cl- club World Cup updates that you want to. Um, yeah, you're forgetting about the Club World Cup. It's just this I super do. prestigious trophy tournament going on right now that only one of our teams are hey, in. Sean, Sean, okay. Sean, I have a question for you. Did I literally what? just ask Brad to give us an update about the Club World Cup? Hold on, no, but Brad, it wasn't on the rundown. Brad, Brad I'm not talking to you. Right? I'm talking to Sean. I'm ta- Brad, I'm going to mute you. I'm talking to Sean. Did, didn't I just ask that? Adidas or the uh, Audi Cup is more prestigious than the. Okay, both of you guys. Uh, I'm done. Club There's World only Cup. one English club that's ever won the Club World Cup. I'm done with both of you. For the record. Um, for the record, Brad, I literally just asked you to give us updates, so don't troll. Um, it had nothing's happened. It wasn't yet. in the rundown. Okay, but nothing's happened yet, right? Uh, Palmeiras went through to the uh, final today. The uh, South American club. 
Okay. Chelsea has not played yet. Chelsea plays tomorrow. She plays on Wednesday. So when you're listening to this pod, so it should be in the rundown. Chelsea playing Al Halal, um, who actually signed uh, Igalo, from uh, who played at United. You know, you know who cares about the uh, whatever World Club World Cup or whatever you're talking about? Who cares? Al Halal and Palmero. <laughs> Is who should care about it. I think Chelsea care. I think Chelsea want to win it. I think Liverpool. I think Chelsea Liverpool, wants to complete our trophy. Liverpool wa- wanted to win it when they won it. Yeah. United, Liverpool, and Chelsea are the only three English clubs to compete in it. Uh, we lost ago, in only final. one's ever won it. Only one's ever won it. I was saying it. Liverpool won it. Who did United lose to in the final? The South American uh, team, clearly. I mean, because look up, and in 2000, they didn't even make the final. The, the final of the Club World Cup is always the South American team. It's generally the South American generally. team versus the uh, the UEFA team. So it's, yep. it's whoever wins the Champions League and whoever wins the Copa America. Uh, oh no, the Copa Libertadores. Copa Libertadores. Excuse me. And Concacaf um, is in there too. Yes, the Concacaf Champions League. It's all who wins their their confederations premier competition so like mm-hmm. the champions league in uefa uh the champions league in asia uh the copa libertadores in south america the uh concacaf concacaf uh champions league uh all, all, i think there's the african champions league as well um so like all the different confederations they have their whatevers um and so it's always it's all it's generally it's like 99 percent of the time it's the south american team versus the european team um, and generally, the European team wins, um, but I guess not against United. Yeah, United and Chelsea both lost. Uh, we lost to uh, Corinthians in 2012. Corinthians? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, that's the Club World Cup. Uh, I, I I was looking at the uh, at the schedule for this weekend, and I was like, man, why why aren't Arsenal playing? And I was like, oh, that's right, because Arsenal were supposed to play Chelsea this weekend, so our game got re- rescheduled. So. Um, yeah, let's hit the FA Cup real quick. Um, not a whole lot uh, that stands out. Um, there were some heartbreaking uh, results. What, Brad? I mean, what yes, do you mean? Okay, oh, we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll get to Manchester United in just a second, Brad. Uh, I told nothing was outstanding because Manchester United are scrubs. Um, the two main upsets I think of the weekend were United getting dumped by Middlesbrough. Uh, seven, eight on penalties. Uh, United should have won this game about eight to nil in the first half, but they didn't score their goals. So the game draws 1-1 at Old Trafford and uh, uh, United are able, uh, Middlesbrough are able to win on penalties. Um, So some kerfuffle about why is Ronaldo taking the fifth penalty (laughs) instead of the first? Uh, Was there some situation where they could have won in the the first five or... don't I don't know if anyone missed through the first. I don't, I don't know if anyone missed through the first. Well, like this is kind I, of what I, happened. I just in saw Afcon. some argue, some banter about it. Yeah. Well, think about it like this in the Afcon final, Senegal beat Egypt. Oh, Salah and Salah, Salah didn't, hadn't take. taken a hadn't taken a penalty. He took he's his the fifth penalty taker for Egypt. Um, I generally think you should take have your your best penalty taker shoot first, and your second best go second, so on and so forth. Um, even even though I had the I had the opposite take for England. I mean, I because I, I, because they went Kate Kane McGuire and both buried, and then they put the three kids in. Yeah, but what to ha- finish the five? But, but what happens if the if the kids just miss? Then then Kane and McGuire have yeah exactly. Chance. Oh yeah, yeah. Then they don't get to kick. Yeah. So that's my yeah, that's see, my I, point. I think it's I think it makes more sense for your penalty takers to your good penalty takers to take the penalties first. I think that's the best route. I, I think you should sandwich them. Okay, that's fair. Like, have, have a good one at the beginning and a good one at the end. Yeah, I, it should have been like just England, for example, just because it's fresh on. It should have been like Saka, Kane, Sancho, Maguire, Rashford. Rashford. Yeah, know. something like that, or some combination of that of like having them every other, or having them two, three, or three, four. I think you should just make. I think you should just make your penalties. <laughs> just make your penalties. True. That's not a problem. True. Um, it's just like in, or, in, in, in basketball, make your free throws. Just, or just or just miss him, and all of a sudden that makes Donnarumma a top five goalkeeper in the all world because right. he didn't have to block anything because it didn't even go on target. Anyways. Tell, tell me. So, so actually, when Jimmy misses the entire goal, I'm going to take credit for how great of a goalkeeper I am 
because I apparently blocked those, and now I'm a fop, top five goalkeeper in the world because Jimmy misses the goal entirely. Yo, tell me you don't watch, you didn't watch any AC Milan last year without telling me you didn't watch any AC Milan last year or any PSG right? this year. Tell me that this is this is how you tell me. Um, he watches fucking Serie A, Liga One, Liga One. All right, so he watches that correct. <laughs> The other upset uh, in the FA Cup this weekend, uh, Nottingham Forest go continue their tear in the cup, uh, and they knock out Leicester uh, four to one. Uh, Nottingham Forest have now knocked out the previous two holders of the FA Cup, Arsenal in round three and Leicester City in round four. Um, they they have uh, who did they draw in the next round? They have Huddersfield Town in the fifth round. So uh, here's to hoping that that Forest. Uh, keep on trucking uh, other than that chelsea get past plymouth argyle two to one uh they did go down in that game uh plymouth was winning one nil uh chelsea oh, had wow. to have a 120th minute goal or wasn't a hundred or was it like 109 they they won no, they won no, an extra time no yeah we won an extra uh no yes we finished it right before extra hold on was I'm it in the 90th checking um, i thought it was in the extra time west ham won in yeah, the last yeah, seconds of the game that's what i'm thinking um yeah. Hey, hey, shout, scored, shout out to, yeah, out to, minute, but, yeah. Shout out to by barely staying into the Champions League and now he's gotta go at Madrid. All right. Or he's gotta be he's gotta go at Madrid in the next leg. We're moving on. Uh West Ham got that hundred uh, twentieth minute winner from I think it was Declan Rice to uh to beat the Harriers, Kidderminster. Uh that's that was a pretty heartbreaking defeat for uh for the Harriers, apparently. Uh Palace beat Hartlepool. Hartlepool, uh, United 2-0. Southampton beat Coventry City 2-1. Everton beat Brentford 4-1. I think that was uh, Fat Frank's first job, uh, first uh, first game in charge. Yeah, right, Brad? Yeah, he's still he's still skinny, Frank. He hasn't gone oh. on a losing streak yet. Okay, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Brentford, Brentford didn't put on uh, he said hold Harrison. my He said hold my beer. Yeah. Um, we gotta wait till next week. Then we can say they're on a losing streak. Yeah, City, uh, City crushed Fulham four to one. Wolves beat uh, Norwich City. Excuse me, beat Wolves one nil. Spurs beat Brighton three to one. Liverpool beat Cardiff City three to one. Those were all the games that we highlighted last week. Um, we didn't. There were other results of <clears throat> championship teams versus championship teams and, and and below and things like that that I didn't highlight. Um, but yeah, so that leaves the uh, the fifth the fifth round proper uh, the draw. Uh, Chelsea has Luton Town, Crystal Palace has Stoke, Petersburg United is hosting Manchester City, Liverpool is hosting Norwich City, Southampton is hosting West Ham United, Middlesbrough hosting Tottenham after they beat Manchester United, Nottingham Forest hosting Huddersfield Town, and Everton are hosting Boreham Wood. Maybe uh, maybe Joel will have to help us out on this one. Or maybe you guys already know who decides who's home. It's, on done, these first it's, draw, it's done by the draw. Which team is drawn first? It just it just is random. Yeah, it's all random. So Burrow just happened to be drawn first, and then Spurs. Correct. Drawn. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So it's all random. Um, okay. uh, there was one big upset we should probably talk about. Sure. Form okay. Wood is in the conference premiere, so they're probably sixth or seventh tier. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Who'd they beat? And and they beat Bournemouth, which is like top of the championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't highlight that game because it was just like yeah, you they're, described. They're, um they're playing against Notts County and uh Wrexham, which is uh Ryan Reynolds' team. Yeah, okay. Wrexham. In, their, in their conferences. Ryan Reynolds and Charlie Tar- Charlie Day. Oh, that's or, no, right. the other guy from Always Sunny. <laughs> the, the, the other guy from other Sunny, Always Sunny. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a big upset. I didn't think about it, so um, but yeah, so those should be some good games. Those are happening on the weekend of March the second. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll talk about that in due course. Uh, but that's kind of our our, our rundown on the uh, on the FA Cup. Um, unless you guys have anything that you want to to add about the cup, I know how much you guys like the FA Cup. There's the not well, yeah, we we like it. Uh, there's it. not much to talk about. So what I would like to plug in what. What is this? Uh, what I would like to put in is sorry, I almost put a footer on it, like we're writing a paper. Um, Musa Dembele announced his retirement at the end of the season. Okay. Tottenham legend. 
So it was a sad, sad day. We announced it this morning. Sad day for uh, for the Spurs. Um, but also uh, happy tears. Happy tears. Good for him. He he made made a whole lot of money out in China. Is that where sure he was? Is that where he he's been? Guan Guan Zhu. Good good luck. Good yeah. This good year. Luck. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. see yeah, a... he was. I'm pretty sure unless he moved on, the tigers, that is the tigers, where right? we. We moved the Tigers, yeah. They're the Tigers. Um, I, I, I don't. He's a Spurs player, so I don't really care. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any. there was a there was about a two or three year period where he was probably one of the best players in the in the league. In the league, I think that's the a, entire. League. I think that that's a bold statement. What, what were the years that he Ron, played? What were Ron the Zou. When were yeah? When were the years played, that he played? He played twelve, twelve to nineteen for for Tottenham. Yeah, and then uh, ten to tw- ten to twelve. So three years Fulham, seven years Spurs. Ah, there were a lot of really good midfielders because, like, at the beginning of that, he's running up against Gerard and uh, th- those types of players. Well, I the reason I say that. He is impossible to get the ball off of. He is slippery. He's not flashy. He uses his arms well and his body to shield. And it and it's just slight movements and it's smooth and it's fluid and it is impossible to get the ball off of. That's a good question. And he's strong. He doesn't he doesn't go down a lot. I, and I was trying to look up this stat and I could not find it. Uh, of when he left Tottenham, there was a, around Tottenham. Twitter was going around the stat that he had one of the best uh, over the past decade, whatever stats they put together, his time at Tottenham, whatever. The, um, he, he had one of the best disposition rates. I, I, I don't know how to describe it because that hence why I couldn't find it. Basically, he was just possessed the, the one of the least percentages in the league. So it just confirmed that that uh, anecdote of watching him play, and it was a tangible stat to back up what what you watch when you when you were watching him. All right, I'm currently going through the PFA Premier League Team of the Year in the tw- in the uh, 2010s to see if yeah. he makes the Team of the Year any of these seasons. And if it was go- if it was gonna be, it'd be like 16. 16- 16, 17, 18, 19. It would be somewhere around. I've been, 15 through 19. Okay, so in 15 and 16, the Spurs players are Danny Rose and Deli Ali. Uh, seven, 16, Danny Rose, Deli Ali again. Uh, and Harry Kane. Oh, Harry Kane, yeah, I missed that. 17, Jan Vertonghen, Christian Eriksen, Harry Kane. Where you're striking out here. 1819. I don't care what these PFA <laughs> team of the years are. I'm just telling I'm you. I'm just saying that's the way you would judge it, right? Uh, no, okay. No. Well, that's uh, not how you judge it. <laughs> so, just go, go back, go back and ask every player from Tottenham who the best player on that team was. Every one of them will tell you it's Musa Dembele. I will get on, Harry Kane. I will get on my phone no. and give, give them all, give them all a call. Um, uh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I've already got it in my likes. I'll send you the video. Sounds good. Is it the YouTube comp of uh, Musa Dembele? No, no, it, it 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 is like interviewing. It's interviewing um like a bunch of Tottenham players and a bunch of Belgian players, and all of them say okay. All of them say Dembele is is the best player they played with. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so shall we bring yeah, us back to United sucking? Yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, like that's a it's a humorous result. Um, they really should have won the game like six 0 Like they had that, totally. that many opportunities in the first half that they were just wasteful, very wasteful, wasteful in front of goal. Um, and to be fair, they the the uh, the Middlesbrough goal was probably handball. Did you guys see this? No. So the Middlesbrough the the cross comes in. Middlesbrough player controls it with his foot the ball kind of wildly bounces off and his arm is out and it brushes his hand 
which allows him to be able to control it. Well, like it, it makes it so the ball doesn't go as far away and he's able to get another touch and cross it back across the goal to the to his teammate who who is free on goal. Um, the United players were irate, um, and I think rightfully so, because an inadvertent it was definitely an inadvertent handball but the the offensive player's arm was like way out um it wasn't in a natural position and on top of that it materially helped him score the goal so uh i think united are a little bit hard done in that sense they that that middlesbrough goal should not have stood in my opinion and in most people's opinion um but you gotta, you gotta score goals. Like they, their their bigger issue is not that they let that one goal, and their bigger issue is that they they did not convert their chances. I'm with you, but I, w- I was talking about letting uh, Burnley back into this game oh. and uh, letting a draw happen this today. Oh, you were talking <laughs> today. Oh, you were talking about the other. I think of, yeah. Oh, because like the other Manchester United embarrassment. Oh, yes, oh, that, that other embarrassment. Oh, my that bad. Yeah, yeah, on this yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So they did play today. So, what? Well, let's fast forward to to today on Tuesday, <laughs> yes, where they blew. Yeah, they they uh, they were away to turf more. They were looking to pick up three points, but you don't you don't go to turf more and, and pick up three points. No, 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 sir. Turf more is a no, you fortress. Lockdown. <laughs> um, this is Burnley's ascent. It's the beginning of That's Burnley's right. ascent because the Premier League changed, right. the Premier League changed the rules. Now you have to have four COVID positives in order to rearrange fixtures, and now Burnley's going to have to play football. And this is their steady ascent to ninth position in the Premier League table. Well, hold on now. To be fair to Burnley, only like one of those postponements were their fault. I, I, I'm, I'm never like fair, I'm never fair to Burnley because I don't like Sean Dyke. Yeah, I'm just ignoring. I'm just ignoring that it looks like he had. Uh, you, you remember in Lord of the Rings that one, the one like king that is like slowly becoming his throne, like through like vines. Yeah, and he has like the, like the green beard. That's Sean Dyche. Uh, bro, I just I just feel like his 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 goatee is becoming more green every time I look at him. All right, based um, on that description. I know who Sean's talking about, but loyal listeners in the comments, I want to know who you think Sean is describing in the comments. Uh, I will, I know you I don't remember I, the name of the character, but right. he, he was vines were growing over him and he's getting more lifeless and becoming his throne every day. <laughs> oh, wow. Brad, Brad, you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, chime in, in the, uh, in the comments of the, the video as well to see if you I mean, actually know who he's talking about, but don't say it. Cause I want the, I want well, that's not necessarily fair. Cause I'm actually reading through fellowship right now. So well, well, I was going to say, what, I, well, what's, what's, what was that? That was probably, let's see if you yeah, remember. That was return of the, that was return of the King. That wasn't even t- two towers. No, not two towers. <laughs> yeah. Two towers. <laughs> this is amazing. It was, it's like, it wasn't the second book. It was return of the King. Okay. The third book. Sure. So now I want to get into this conversation. Read the books, no, motherfuckers. No, we're getting, we're, we're going way out. We'll, we'll get into this conversation in the comments. Anyway, Sean Dykes, I've, I've just ignored him. Burnley, let's go. We're getting results. Sean, make sure you guys hit that follow. We're getting results. We're going top half. Um, So this, my thoughts when watching this game, because I think I'm the only one that watched this game, right? I think, Brad, you were watching the Everton watched, game. Yeah, I watched Newcastle Everton. Yeah, yeah, so you guys were, uh, you guys were watching the wrong game. Uh, oh, we watched the right game. No, we watched the right game. It was a fun game. Yeah, it started out as two relegation teams. We could talk about it right now. You go ahead with well, your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me hit this. So we talked about this a little bit last week with Joel. Joel was talking. We were talking about who were the big winners and losers in the uh, transfer window, and we were we were all just like being like, yeah, Newcastle won. And he brought up Burnley because he thought he was talking about uh, Veghurst, who who Burnley signed as the replacement for Chris Wood. That dude's a baller. His touch uh, and pass for the goal for Burnley was exquisite. He controls the ball, turns very, very quickly. I think he controls the ball through his legs, turns a player, and makes kind of like a like a backwards diagonal pass forward to, uh, to his teammate uh, who's in on goal. And the dude was just... And like a minute later, he had a shot on goal that was very close that De Gea had to turn away. So like... Burnley, uh, Burnley had opportunities in this game to win it, uh, and and I think that that he's going to turn into a very very good signing for 
uh, for Burnley. I think he'll definitely help them out a lot uh, going into the second half of the season. Um, so yeah, that, that's United just fall apart. That's I my mean, takeaway. Pogba gets the goal, but did did United fall apart? Like what happened? Um, uh, the, the 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 I saw a clip of the Burnley goal. It, it was Maguire completely botching it. Who is surprised? Honestly. Well, Maguire's at fault for for the first goal being disallowed as well because he gets he gets penalized for being offside and, and impacting the play. Um, seemed a little harsh. I think it was a very letter of the letter of the law kind of implementation of the rule, which I appreciated because, you know, Maguire clearly did what he did to to foul the defender, um, and so he gets penalized for it. Uh, and then, yeah, on the second one, like he gets turned, and like at the eighteen at the eighteen yard box it was, it was, too. I think like, it was like, further up way, than that. I feel like it was further way up, far yeah. out. Yeah. He's just way bad. far out. When his line when his line is maybe five, seven yards behind him. Yeah. He's just bad. Like he got drawn out and then just got turned really easily. Like so so the gap he was talking about when when uh Ventures leaves it behind him, it was in the hole that Maguire created by yeah. coming out and missing. I mean Vegas t- took a awesome touch. Like his touch was exquisite. Yeah. But at the same time, you expect more from the captain of Manchester United, Absolutely. one of oh, yeah. England's best air quotes for the podcast listeners, best central defenders. Um, but I think it just showcases that Harry Maguire is just not very good. Um, he's slow. He doesn't react well. Um, and as someone who was very high on Harry Maguire when he left Leicester and I was disappointed that Arsenal didn't sign him, I'm now hindsight very, very happy that Arsenal didn't sign him because all of Arsenal's center backs are better than him now. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, he's just, he's just not good. He's just not good. In the Newcastle game. Yeah. T- that, t- that, tell me about the Newcastle that's, game. I, I'll be interested to hear Brad's thoughts, but my, my perspective, it started out the, probably the first 30 minutes were, was a relegation battle. It was awful. It was bad. <laughs> It was kickball. It was bad defense. It was bad offense. It was fumbling the ball around. Nobody had good touches. And then all of a sudden, like, Delhi came on, and he looked nervous at the beginning. And, of course, I'm going to defend him a little bit. But as the game went on, he began he began to, like, have those touches and moments and flashes of, of Tottenham uh, where there, there was a lot of times where he just completely screwed up and he got dispossessed very easily. And, and like t- towards the end of his Tottenham run, but then there was also moments where he sees a gap and hits it, and Richarlison is not paying attention or not expecting it. Yeah, well, and, you, and it, it made and yeah, it made it look bad. They're not on the same page yet, right? So like, not that, yet, that not yet. Training with them for what, like a week, maybe a week and a half. A week. Maybe. And I don't think he was supposed to play as much as he did. He uh, Demari Gray went out for an injury, and so did Mina. So like, their best midfielder Everton's best midfielder and probably one of their best central defenders yeah, both went yeah. out injured in the first half so like so we, we yeah. haven't established this yet but Newcastle won the game three to one uh Newcastle yeah. this is back-to-back wins for Newcastle um so back-to-back wins in yeah, a very important very important games for Newcastle as well now that Newcastle are out of the drop zone uh they are up to uh 17th on 18 points uh which leaves in 18th 19th and 20th Norwich City uh, in 18th on 16 points, Watford uh, in 19th on 15 points, and Burnley in 20th on 14 points. Um, quick, quick update on Watford also played today. They lost to West Ham 1-0. Um, but Brad, you know, you're, you're uh, I think your second favorite entity. I think I think Brad's hierarchy in English football is Chelsea and wherever the fuck Frank Lampard is. Yes, uh, because I'm not opposed to this. Yeah. I think you're correct. Yeah. Um, the, the tweet. I'm here for. I want Everton. I want Everton to do well because I want Frankie to do well. You know the, the the Everton support tweets were out in full force. They uh, were like Brad uh, clearly clearly took over the Red Card Radio Twitter account. If you saw any of the uh, the posts about, about posts about the well, Everton if, accounts, if I, if, I, if I had if I had the the account and it was me. Uh, I would have been talking about the Tottenham, the Tottenham reunion we had over uh, on on Peacock because we had Andrews Towson and Deli Ali playing in the midfield for Everton <laughs> against Kieran Trippier and Newcastle <laughs> on the other side. 
And Trippier right. had a great game. I mean, he played a great right back plus a plus a set piece goal. Yeah. Um, and then and an I thought, assist. like I said, I thought I thought Delhi played okay, but because when the passes were going to Richarlison, Richarlison wasn't ready for them. But on the flip side, because of the link up play, I think probably of Kane and and Delhi, when Richarlison was finding those passes, Delhi was there. Now. You know, you're not always going to convert those passes, especially when they're needle. You don't always make it through with the ball. But Delhi was there to receive the pass and try to move through. So they just—it's just something they need to work on right now. But like I said, that being said, Delhi got dispossessed many, many times during this game in awful fashion, which is probably expected. Like, when was his last real minutes? When you guys were in the conference league, probably yeah, probably cups, yeah, probably conference league and cups, yeah. So, um, so Trippier, like, go ahead. Well, no, you you finish your point. You finish your point. I don't know why Trippier is not did not come in and get handed the armband. He is Newcastle's most important player. He created. Who is their uh, Who is their armband? Uh, had it today. I think Lascelles, uh, yeah. Who yeah, scored Lass- the own goal? Which not his fault. Kind like that. It was that was. He also I scored the header, the header that was a goal that it was own goal. goal. Yeah, know. but he, he hit the header though. I don't know, Brad. Yeah. You, you can't just you can't just hand the armband to someone like a week. No. After. What do you like, mean that's not that's not something serious? Cahill went, uh, what, 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 Cahill went to was, a, I forget where Cahill went to after Chelsea, but they handed him the armband. Aston Villa handed the armband to John Terry. I think Trippier has enough standing in the English realm that no, John, John, you're talking about center backs. Versus versus a right back. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I I would be disappointed in Arsenal if they handed their armband to somebody they had just signed in January. Um, but yeah, but if you I sign agree. somebody that has had the impact Trippier has had, he's been their their best signing so far. Sure, but like, I, 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 but what does that say to Alex Alex Saint Maxim? Like you take it off Lascelles and and give it to a January signing without giving it to him. Or well, I mean, well, he's finally passing the ball. That's the big difference. Newcastle is actually like he's moving the ball through him. He's not just taking you know what I mean. There, there, ball. There's a couple of Newcastle like not lifers, but like Players guys who've been, been there for a while. There, been there for a while. John, even John Joe Shelby should probably get a look. <laughs> so I I think that that's this a, is probably that, his last game. John Joe Shelby getting the armband would be a very I, Arsenal. Move. I couldn't believe he stole the team. I, Man, this was like two weeks ago. I looked out there. I was like, Jacho Shelby's still trotting around taking free kicks. What the hell's going on around here? It's funny because like Newcastle like was his level. Like that seemed like a good club for John Joe Shelby. But yeah. Newcastle has surpassed John Joe Shelby at this point yeah. already. Um yeah, he's he hasn't he's been what like yeah. on, he's been on the team for like well, years. Well, listeners will also also know my my complete surprise earlier this season when I found out Tim Cruel still trotting around <laughs> second second choice for Newcastle. I thought that dude was about forty five years old. He's new. He's Norwich City's goalkeeper, bro. Dude, oh, d- still playing. So so we were joking about this. It was the first match week, and we were like, "Wait, Tim yes, Cruel, that's we, right. we thought that he he had that's we right, thought Norwich. he was retired or something, but he had just been down in the championship with with Norwich City. He had been that's Tim, right. Tim Cruel had been Newcastle's goalkeeper for many years, but he plays for Norwich City now. Um, My, I was so delighted and befuddled at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Tim Cruel is still playing. I remember we had that we had that conversation. Um, yeah, and then in the other in, in in the final. Oh, here's my question. Uh, this is I have a question for Joshua. If you're still listening at this point in the podcast, can you fill me in on why Dominic Calvert Lewin hasn't been playing? Um, He's hurt. He was on the bench Sorry. today. Has he been injured? Is that all it's been? Yes. Yes. I thought that's because what he, it was, he came but I wasn't back. Sure. He came back uh, two weeks ago. We, 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 right before we broke. Right before we broke for the international. Okay. He came back. He played a game that was his first game since like October or yeah. September, and then um, they've probably just been easing him back in. Okay, because Prob- probably figured probably figured Newcastle's a game we don't need to press him on. I- I'm assuming. Turns well, out they, they did. They could have used yeah. him, but I don't know. Um, At this point, where with where Newcastle, I mean, with where Everton are on the table, you kind of have to assume every game is a must win. 
but then they had the then they had the two subs in the first half, which kind of changed yeah. it. So you do you do you loot, use the last sub to get Dominic some some minutes, or do you save it in case there's the last minute, you know, uh, substitution, or you know, do you bring him in the fifteen? Do you do you wait and see if there's an injury? Like that that kind of changed it for Frank, I'm sure. Yeah, once did. he gets two in the first half. Yeah. Anytime there's an injury substitution, even just one, yeah. it, it throws off the plans entirely. Um, yeah. So, so I, I would I would wait. Well, still still answer the question, Joshua, if you're still listening. But I would probably wait till this week on the Leeds game and see if he plays in Leeds. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then maybe there's something going. Yeah. Maybe cause, maybe cause, maybe tweak something. Because because the, the the reason why I ask is, as an Arsenal fan is apparently uh, Arsenal are interested in signing him. Uh, they were apparently interested in signing him this this January, um, but that didn't materialize. And so the talk is that Arsenal want to sign him in the summer. And I know that I'm pretty sure if you check the sheets of integrity, I picked him to be the golden boot this year. Um, no. Wait. No, did I, I pick him? Oh, did I pick you him last Salah. year? Maybe I picked him last year. Yeah, I remember now that I picked Salah. Yeah, no, anyway, we move on. Um Maybe I was joking about picking him. I don't know. Um, but for some reason, that, that was in my mind. But apparently, Arsenal are talking about signing him. And I'm just, uh, I'm not personally sold um, as of right now. But I guess we'll see what happens in uh, in the summer. But that's for the summer. Um, but that's, those other West Ham Watford, um, nothing, nothing interesting happened really that i didn't oh. i didn't watch the game i think everything oh. interesting that happened around west ham was uh was no n- not, no not not during the game unfortunately yeah um but we're i just little- thought, i just thought it was a little t- tasteless from Moyes, even though i understand his answer uh a little tasteless to say that it is he said my response basically i'm paraphrasing he said my responsibilities on the field activities the club will handle off the field activities yeah so what we're talking about um in case anyone is unaware kurt zuma was uh videotaped uh, videotaped what am i talking about there was a video released of kurt zuma um physically abusing a cat that lives in his house i assume it's his cat um but uh he was caught physically abusing this cat um and the video was released like 12 hours or like a day, but like yesterday or something like that. And then the very next day, Kurt Zuma is in the starting lineup for West Ham United. Uh, apparently p- police are investigating the situation, um, but it's not a good look for West Ham. It's not a good look for David Moyes to just uh, like abdicate any responsibility. Um, it it yeah. would have been better in almost everyone's opinion for West Ham to leave him out and suspend him for at least the game while the inquiry takes place. It kind of, it's not nearly as bad as the uh, Benjamin Mendy situation at Manchester city, because that's clearly dealing with rape and some significantly worse. And the Greenwood. Yeah. And the Greenwood. Greenwood. There's, there's clearly two different, clearly two different, but, but, but there is like a level of, sweep it under the rug kind of situation it seems like where west ham is like well you know we're here to win football matches and it's just it 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 leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth um absolutely so um and if anyone has has seen the video it's it it's not it's not pretty yeah it's not like it's not a good look no it's definitely not a good look the the cat's probably physically fine but mentally not okay yeah yeah the cat's being tortured yeah but there, I don't think there's broken bone situation. It but might be. I don't know. It, it, who knows? Who knows? It's just bad. I, I'm not here to speculate, but it, it, it mentally, definitely not okay. Yeah. Cat's probably terrorized to be in that house for sure. For sure. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, that's our update for games that have taken place. Um, we do have a few more games in the midweek tomorrow, uh, or today, depending on when you're listening to it, um, on Wednesday and on Thursday. Um, so the games on Wednesday, uh, Manchester City are hosting Brentford, Norwich are hosting Crystal Palace, and Spurs host Southampton, and Aston Villa hosts Leeds. On Thursday, um, Liverpool hosts Leicester, and Wolves host Arsenal. Um, and then that leads us into this weekend, uh, Match Week 24. Uh, I assume it's Match Week 24. We're at the part of the season where teams, where we're at 
people are all over the place. Brad's saying it's match week 25. I think it's match week 24. Who knows is is the answer. I'm a, Bur- um, I'm a Burnley fan. It's match week 19 around exactly. here. Exactly. So uh, it's the confusing part of the season where teams are on different number of games played. It probably technically is match week 25, this if I'm not is, mistaken. Uh, yeah, midweek is 24. But Actually, 25 is this weekend. Anyway, it's okay. well, to be fair, Arsenal Wolves is a, is a makeup game from many weeks ago. So like, if our, if Arsenal Wolves is a makeup game this this uh, this week this midweek, uh, why would it be taking place on a match week twenty four? Anyway, that, that's that's my only point. This that's- is match week 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 20, and twenty five. Thank coming you. Coming up exactly. So this weekend, uh, starting on Saturday. Manchester United are hosting Southampton. Brentford are hosting Crystal Palace. Everton are hosting Leeds. Watford are hosting Brent Brighton. Norwich are hosting Manchester City. Um, on Sunday, Burnley are hosting Liverpool. Newcastle are hosting Villa. Spurs are hosting Wolves. Leicester are hosting West Ham United. And if you are paying attention, that's only nine games because the 10th game, Chelsea versus Arsenal, had to be rescheduled because Chelsea is away at the Club World Cup. Mm-hmm. Winning trophies that no one cares about yet to be seen, Brad. Howdy uh, cups. So, uh, is Kep is Kepa going to play in goal for you guys? Or is- hey, hey, Kepa made a save to keep us in the FA Cup. Kepa saved a penalty. That's like, Kepa is is the man. So uh, actually, yeah. uh, Mendy uh, might play tomorrow. There, there's there's rumors circulating that-, that Mendy might be playing tomorrow. Give that man a break, man. Yeah, they were just celebrating Jeez. in Senegal, like. 12, I know. 12 hours ago. Give him a break. Like, he's probably hungover, and I don't... <laughs> like, the probably the entire country is Senegal. Yo, did you see those celebrations? Like, they were... Yes, they absolutely. Were and good, good for, for them. them. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would like... I would like to point out, if you guys... Kulovsky? I'm, get, uh, I'm oh, getting closer oh, to his name. Kulosevsky. Kulosevsky. I'm getting closer to his name. Yeah, I, I told I told uh, you once he makes an impact on me, I would start to pronounce his name right. This is a funny quote. Um, I think you're bringing up. Yes. Yes. He on his interest of why he wanted to play under contract, and I quote: "I love suffering." Boy, <laughs> did you come to the right club? If you love suffering, Tottenham United Hotspur is for you. Let's go, Tottenham Football Club. It's true. It's, he's not That's wrong. That's right. He's not wrong. If you love suffering, <laughs> right here in North London, baby. <laughs> oh, that was such a like. He didn't. He doesn't. Oh my god. He, he probably doesn't understand the memeability of that statement. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't understand the implications of what With he, Tottenham. What? Yeah. Yes. What he's talking about is yes. that like the training sessions that Antonio Conte puts on are yes. brutal. That's what he's talking about. Like they're just physically demanding, physically difficult. Um, and so that's what he's referring to, not necessarily the long-standing suffering of Tottenham Hotspur supporters, um, <laughs> which is just hilarious. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of people on um, Tottenham Twitter that were saying, "I'm, I'm gonna save this quote for meme purposes later." <laughs> it wasn't only Tottenham spheres; it was literally. Oh, well, I'm it. sure. I'm sure it was all across the Premier League literally, of just saving this. I mean, I, I love suffering. Did you see the Arsenal the Arsenal meme today where uh, apparently yes. someone someone at the Arsenal web store, uh, if you clicked checkout with an empty basket, yes. said your basket is empty, just like Tottenham's trophy cabinet? <laughs> That's yes, good. Yes, I saw that. The Spurs are getting dragged. Apparently over. we responded with not a really great response. Um, like, was, was, it, it, was it trying to be funny? Say? Yeah, it was something along the lines of a uh, mix. Uh, your your card is empty. Apparently, uh, apparently, y- your runners up like Chelsea or like uh, like Arsenal. Apparently, your items are runners up or so. Yeah, it was trying to be funny, but like it. What's like, what you, you you are, you got trolled. All right, just just accept it. Yeah. You you yeah. could say you could say it suffered from no laughs. Yeah, it suffered. Yeah. Um. So. I, I did. I I did like the uh, the Tottenham supporters just responding with all the trophies that they have. Oh, did which they? Which was incredible. Yeah. What? What? There was a lot. There was a lot. What trophies were they responding with? Oh well, it's like two league titles. It's like two league titles, three European, eight FA, two league cups. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
There, wow. there's, there's there's plenty in the turf cabinet. They just haven't been for fucking twelve, fourteen years. Yeah, fourteen years. It has yeah. been a while. There's been a lot of suffering I around think, here. I think the last FA Cup you guys won was in 1991 or something like that. And 91 was the last. The last, FA, yeah. the last league title you league won was in the 61? I thought it was like 77 or something like that. I thought we won the league in the FA at the same or the, the, at the I thought no, I mean, I'm pretty sure the league I'm was sure, 61. I bet you guys did do a, I bet you guys to do a league double. I'm sure that's your like claim to fame. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was early 60s or early maybe it was early 70s. Yeah. Football is so different between it's a long, It was a long time ago. Yeah, between now and the 60s. The, the last league was, I'm pretty sure, was early 60s. Though. I mean, Arsenal doesn't really have much room to, to joke about that. Our last league was a uh, 3 4 um, But that was the invincible season. So we will, we will, we will bring that up whenever we get the chance. Sure. Um, but yeah, are you guys, uh, you guys looking forward to any of these games, uh, either midweek or uh, at the weekend? What, what? Everton leads. Yeah, that's a good, that's going to be a good that's one. A, that's a good one. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to watch that one. Leeds are gonna uh, pour it on them, dude. I'm gonna watch that uh, Liverpool Leicester game. So I don't know if it's gonna be interesting because it might Leicester might have to respond to uh, the slapping they got from Nottingham Forest. But I, I think the game that stands out to me uh, is the Newcastle Aston Villa game on Sunday. Um, I think that'll be an interesting to see if if Newcastle's new signings get them up to the level of, of Aston Villa, because I think Steven Gerrard has Aston Villa playing pretty good football, I think. Um, and whether or not the new signings can incorporate into Newcastle fast enough to to make that an interesting game. Because um, I, I, I think on paper, I think you would pick Aston Villa to win that game. I think on paper. Um, but, yeah. but Newcastle are on a good run of form. They've got some new players that are playing well, so I think that, that that's a really interesting interesting prospect. And here's the two thing. Here's the two things running working against Villa. Okay, is that they play at home against Leeds yeah. on to, on Tomorrow, Wednesday. Thank you. Yeah. So they get one less day of rest. Yeah. And Leeds are gonna run them ragged. That that's True. one thing Leeds are gonna do. True. They're just gonna run, and then you go away to Newcastle. Newcastle get another home game on the Sunday, so they get an extra day of rest on Sunday at home. After Villa just got ran ragged by Lee, yeah. so those are things working against Villa and Gerard. Yeah, so know. that will be an interesting game. Yeah, at Villa, Villa Newcastle. Um, is that is that James's pick of the week? I mean, like, no, there's plenty of worse I, games. I think if we're pick, the... I think if we're picking like the worst games in like the. I think the worst game or the team the, the game of the worst teams this, this, is the is the Everton Leeds game, right? I, I, mean, I, I would probably say Norwich Man City. That's gotta I be mean, a pick for the worst game to I was watch. Gonna, but we're talking, I was gonna say get, game to take a nap to is Norwich City. But but, but but I think I think I've been lambasted in the past about James's pick of the week by not it's just picking Everton Leeds. Not yeah. picking the dumpster teams. So like like, do I? Bradford Palace. The question is: Is well, Palace is good. Um, Bradford Palace is, will be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty. That, that I think Palace is better, but Brentford. Yeah, the closest you get to a dumpster fire game is probably Everton Leeds. Right? But, right? but yeah, the, the, the snooze fest is either Norwich City or Burnley Liverpool. Oh, a city's gonna put like fifteen past Norwich. This Actually, is, this Bur- is a- Bur- Burnley Liverpool being the early game on Sunday, that's a great one to wake up, turn on, and nap to until the <laughs> Newcastle Villa game. Like, that's the thing. Like, like this is the Snorwich City versus Manchester City game. Did you say Snorwich? Snorwich. No, I didn't. Snorwich. The thing about the, the, the Norwich versus City game is that I think this is one of those goal-pumping games for Manchester City where they're going to put, like, eight past them. At the, how many did they score in the reverse fixture? Like, was it, like, 5-0 or something like that at Etihad? 5-0, yeah. That was what that was one of the earliest games of the year. I'm pretty yeah, sure. so like I think City are gonna pump Norwich here, um, and I think Liverpool are gonna pump Burnley. <laughs> but I don't know. Burnley is a difficult place to go play. But uh, but Mo Salah is back, and Mane will probably be back at that point as well by Sunday. Um, I don't think I don't think Sadio Mane is back in Liverpool yet. Mo Salah is in Liverpool. He trained today, so it's possible that he uh, could be available for the Leicester game in some capacity. 
I mean, he's been playing football, so he could just start like, you know, it's just like a normal, yeah. normal rest for him at this point. Oh, wants to play apparently is what is what's been said. Yeah, because he's pissed. He just lost a cup final. He, <laughs> I, yeah. I'd want to play too. Um, but yeah, uh, I think if I have to nail it down, what James's pick of the week is, is going to be the Everton Leeds game. Let me write this down. James pick of week. That is now in the rundown, written down, demarcated. So, boom, it's there. Uh, you got, you got, you guys got anything else? No, we're done. That's it. Well, if you are football week, if if you're still listening, first and foremost, we really appreciate it. Second, if we could be so humble to ask that you hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, give us a like, rate us. Uh, if you're if you're podcast allows you to rate us um we appreciate those five star reviews um and leave us a comment tell us what you thought tell us uh what what which game you're looking forward to this weekend and uh definitely uh hit us up with what you think sean was talking about with the king from lord of the rings who is turning into his throne i really want to hear your opinions on that um but until uh until next week as always, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at KSBradG. Uh, down below me, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany, and we collectively are at Redcard underscore Radio on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on YouTube comments. We'd love to hear from you. But until next week, uh, we really appreciate it. Have a good day.